0: Welcome to The Perfect Blend, the podcast where we pair the books we read with a delicious cup of tea. I'm Shelley Haskell. And I'm Candy Beaker.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Perfect Blend. My name is
0: Candy. And I'm Shelley. And as always, we're so glad you joined us for our little spot of tea and a book. Yes. And our book today is How About Harry's <laughs> Trees by John Cohen. Uh, John Cohen grew up in Pennsylvania where mm-hmm. the story takes place. And he, this was like maybe a second novel. He was a critical care nurse prior to becoming a writer. And his inspiration for this, he said that my wife and I used to own a small place in the endless mountains of Pennsylvania also where the story takes place a tiny house a barn tumbled down stone walls and sometimes we'd load the kids in the car and drive around and admire all the little towns scattered amongst the low rolling hills so some of these images came back to him the Maplewood Cemetery next to us the library and the restaurant and then of course other objects like a hawk's feather and an old bank ledger all came together oh and a dairy farm that's true a dairy farm mm-hmm. all came together to create this marvelous mix of possible I don't know magic or coincidence story of love's loss grief and found love I guess right yes
1: uh-huh. and what tea did you pair to go with this lovely story
0: I've decided I had to um release my Oriana and I got the Tiesta blueberry wild child <laughs> <laughs> Because she is, she is a brave, she is an amazing person in this and I loved it. So this has apple, hibiscus, elderberries, rose hips, blueberry, and pomegranate bits. And it tastes fruity, very tardy apple. You need a little bit of sweetener or honey, but, um, and it's a beautiful purple color. Oh, I love that. Yeah. It's so kind it's- of
1: Oriana. She's different. And she was, she was a very brave, inspiring little girl. Mm-hmm. My tea is from the Tea Chemist. And it is Wolfberry Dragon. (laughs) Oh, I wasn't (laughs) sure what to pick. There were so many different emotions with this book, but I was looking through my stash and went, oh, that would be a good one. This has apple, wolfberries, dragon fruit, lemongrass, bergamot, blackberry leaves, orange peel, eucalyptus, carrot flakes, cornflowers, and marigold.
0: There is a lot in that
1: tea. It is a lot in this tea. There was a lot in the story. I don't uh, know what wolf berries are. I don't either. I don't either, but I'm... They must taste it's, good. It's good. It's a
0: pretty red. Okay. Pretty red tea. It tastes good. It smells very outdoorsy. Yeah. It has a lot of mixed, mixed things going on in there. We both want to thank you for giving us a listen. We would love it if you would leave comments or book suggestions and leave a five-star review on Apple or Spotify if you enjoy your time with us. Yes, that would be wonderful because we would like
1: to hear what what books you want to hear about and what teas we pair them with. So, this is a story about Harry Crane, who is an analyst for the U.S. Forest Service, and he loses his wife, and in his despair and depression, he ends up in the woods in the endless mountains of Pennsylvania, and he meets a young girl named Oriana, who's very determined, and she sees Harry as an answer to some problems that she has, and their story just intertwines.
0: Oh, I tell you, um, my first take of this book was, I don't know, it was definitely just one of those literary fiction pieces where you got a character that just, he's just lost and you feel for him. I'll tell you what, I had the hardest time with Harry for just right on the spot. Harry seemed like such an outdoors lover who was never really an outdoorsman. (laughs) That was the strangest part of his personality. I think that he, I guess maybe the job and everything Kind of changed him, but I thought the he was safety just...
1: of the job yeah. just took over his life. He looked up, and years have gone by, and he was unhappy. The sadness in the story—I had no idea that this story would affect me the way it did. <laughs> oh, I didn't know what the story was going to be about, but I was crying all through the end. Which is funny because I didn't know what to expect with this book. I wasn't real intrigued by the flap when we read it to pick this book, and right? Then when you read it, you said it. You know, so I wasn't going in with high expectation, but I got so emotional with things that happened in this book, and I wasn't expecting that. It kind of left me an empty shell of a person after I read it. and I was not expecting that. And one of my stepdaughters said, oh, is that the book that you read every year that makes you cry? And I said, no, this is a new one. I wasn't expecting this at all. (laughs) But it, I,
0: just, I, really, I loved it. I, I'll tell you what, I, one of the things I really liked was it's how it intertwines the world of maybe magic and fairy tale in with just what we really see in the world and the different takes on what is a sign and what is a coincidence. And what is magic and what is just life so many of these things are kind of threaded in this story where a hawk's feather can be just wow you just found a hawk's feather on the ground in the woods well that's not really unusual they're out there the hawk's, mm-hmm. hawk's out there or it could be something really unusual or it could you have something that has so much meaning and right. it's all in our interpretation about why it's there what we're looking for what are the signs we are looking for or if we're not looking at all mm-hmm. and and that's just Something that kept happening to the characters in here, Oriana and Harry. I would say they're two sides of the same coin. No pun intended, but they are definitely looking for redemption. Something to get them out of this. Yes, yes. We
1: haven't said yet, but Harry loses his wife unexpectedly, and Oriana also suffers a loss. She and her mother Amanda. Both of both of those groups, Amanda, Oriana, and Harry, unexpectedly lose their spouse house and Oriana's father and the way Amanda explains it to Oriana is he was making a snow angel and the angels took him and in trying to soften this horrible loss for her daughter her daughter takes that as a quest for looking for signs of the angels and gets into the fairy tales and and Amanda is just beside herself because she's kind of created this and now she can't get her to stop with the looking for signs for putting candy out in the forest for the angels or for the creatures or the whatever animal her father may have become to get him to come back, make sure he'd have food in the forest. And she's just, uh, she gets what her mom is saying, but she also doesn't agree with what her mom says. She's not, I don't think she has lost touch with reality, but I think that she believes in signs and things, I guess. Do you know what I mean? I don't think that she has lost touch. I think that she's kind Kind of, for her age, she's on a mission and you're still at that age where belief is suspended and you're more apt to be open to those kinds of impossibilities that adults just don't take
0: time for. That's true. Harry, on the other hand, he sets out into the world of the Endless Mountains and he thinks he finds the place, one, because he had some connection to it in his job where he said he oversaw this part of the woods Mm -hmm. from the computer side. Like he helped manage it from the computer. Looked at it on the screen. I don't one. know how that worked, but okay. I don't understand the forestry service. I'm sure I don't understand it at all. And then he felt like this was his place to go and just be done. Because after his wife died for that year, he was a
1: shell of a person. And everybody at work, which that was terrible. All the, the people at work just gave him all the crap jobs and just piled up everything on him. Because he would do that just to keep busy so he wouldn't have to feel or think. And it yeah. just became a given that he was going to be the site for all the crap work that people didn't want to do and that decision he makes to get up and go out in this forest is tied into his wife's death and he's going to that forest for a specific reason and things happen and he meets up with Oriana, and she thinks that he is there for her purposes he was put there for her purposes and she sees signs and even Harry sees signs Mm -hmm. the gold, the wings in his face, the book and it Let's give a shout out that there is a strong librarian in this book. There's an amazing librarian. I thought that was wonderful. Miss Olive Perkins in her seventies who cusses and smokes her meerschaum pipe. I love it. she was amazing <laughs> she gave Oriana this mysterious book that was actually a ledger that somebody had written a book in and to Oriana that was a almost like a treasure map of what needed to happen mm-hmm. and when Harry comes along he finds the book that she has unfortunately lost and she sees that as a sign that he
0: is tied into this book this story and, and, and he does he wraps his head all up in it and their relationship is just so two kindred spirits like he needed the spark of magic and fairy tales and a new look on life he needed that youthful look at the future is not set that there are things that we can do that there are signs that will lead you to the right way of handling things and
1: I like that. I think she became a cause for him. Mm -hmm. She kind of saved him. And he realized that he was there. The story about the Grum was there to help save Oriana. So it became bigger than him and his grief. And he took that on. And that kind of woke him up. Oriana, she had her motto or her mantra, persevere against all obstacles, see what others can't see, believe what no one else believes. And if persevere, see, believe. That's her incantation that she, yep. she would say. And it would piss her mother off so badly because she stop believing this fairy tale stuff. And she would just look at her and then under her breath, it'd be like, perceive, see, believe.
0: <laughs> that's right. <laughs>
1: What are you saying? She was I just think. a force to be reckoned with and she was not going to be deterred by her mother being angry or mad at her or whatever. She she had a mission.
0: Her mother was a great mother, by the way. She really let Ariana have her own freedom, her own personality. She trusted her, even though she wasn't agreeing with what some of these things that she was feeling and getting into. And she didn't want her to feel like she could solve everything by just a magical tale. Amanda was worried that Ariana was not going to process her grief appropriately by always delving into the magical side of an answer. Right. And she was concerned about that.
1: And she was very Mm no-nonsense. This is what happened. He's not coming back and we have to move on. And I have to deal with things. I have to take care of you. And that's it. You're not bringing him back. There are no signs. He's not out there. He's gone. It happened and we've got to deal with it. And she is so strong. She really is that no-nonsense strength that she has. Everybody sees it. And all the men, (laughs) what little pickings are in this town, also realize that. And she's been a widow for a year so they kind of think well it's been a year we can kind of see test the waters but they're scared of her too she's gonna lay it on the line
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> I
1: love that you know nobody's getting out of line with her she handles her business
0: well her husband Dean was almost a larger than life person and after his death it even became more so if you think about it they all thought he was and he probably was a very wonderful guy your woodsman he could build that beautiful tree house built this beautiful tree house he had the beautiful beautiful wife and he was everybody's favorite person to be around and i mean he was just so well loved amongst his group of friends and of course they all were enamored of amanda who was beautiful but they were like the perfect little couple too so for them they wanted to probably see if they could be held up to dean's standards by seeing if amanda would be in their favor but that didn't really happen very well for any of them (laughs)
1: No, no, it didn't. She's no nonsense. And she's very clear in what she needs, but she's not looking for her next forever. She was not. She's depending on herself. And it was her and Oriana first. Mm -hmm. I was surprised that she let Harry stay in the treehouse. That that was, yeah, well, he was giving her rent money for that. And he did flash his ID badge and say he worked for the forest. And uh, she kind of, I think it was neat how they got used to him. Watching him climb the trees, checking to see what he was up to. check in to see that he was okay and they formed this tenuous friendship. Yeah. It it was interesting.
0: But Oriana took to him right away. She did. She made him her partner in crime like immediately. Like You, you are part of this. You are part of my journey. Yes. And you have to, you will read this book. That's
1: right. You will read the book. You will read the story about the Grom and then you are the Grom and you have to do this. You have to do this. And she's just no BS. This is how it's going to be. This is part of the story. You're part of things and you have to do these things to make it happen. And he, he just acquiesces to her because he sees this as a way to help her with her grief and it really kind of gets him out of his own grief as well it moves him forward it does he's reaching milestones Mm -hmm. and Amanda helps him with that as well since they have their little club of being a widow and a widower and getting through that first year I
0: think their relationship as it slowly evolves I thought there were several times when I was like okay they're gonna have a moment or or they're gonna be connected and they were more missed opportunities maybe Mm -hmm. and then I was like well maybe the story is just all about him and Oriana's relationship and how he becomes another father figure but not not so much in that relationship with this as the family but just that they were connected in that way but
1: yeah but he also feels that he has a part in this story but he's not part of the story forever he kind of thinks that when this is done then i'm done and i'll move on and they'll be able to move on and that's what's going to happen and so he kind of holds back from that attachment i don't want to give away what happens at the end i want to introduce another character i want to how about Ronnie? Oh, Ronnie. Ronnie was Dean's friend and he feels horrible guilt that it was his fault. He had gone to eat lunch and Dean was supposed to meet him for lunch and he never showed up. So he brings him a sandwich, finds the truck, but no Dean. Follows the footsteps in the snow and there's Dean in the snow. And I guess it looked like he'd made a snow angel. And Ronnie found him and he, he feels guilt because he should have made sure he got to lunch. He, he has this crushing guilt. Mm-hmm. And he's just a simple fella and he sees signs. He's always having he dreams. he the red tail hawk yeah. and he gets the feathers and every time he gets a feather he thinks it's Dean telling him he needs to do something or be somewhere to help Amanda. Mm-hmm. And then he, he ends up helping out the librarian because when he when he goes to return that book, that was the cutest thing because of the feather landed on the book and he felt like he had to go back and return it and Olive takes that opportunity and runs with it because yes. the library is they, they want to close the library and it's falling apart and so she sees this is okay i'm gonna hold ronnie to this and have him fix the library
0: and he does it i mean he is all in when he does stuff <laughs> He's a I hope fella. he makes things better. I'm not so sure he made things better. I mean I think I, things according were according so to a lot of people, gone. he was the undoing that they were waiting to have to happen and they, it was just saving them money from hiring a demo crew. <laughs>
1: He and his family, but he,
0: in the family, it's
1: a history of
0: people who were in jail or who failed
1: and just his family did not do well. And he was not a stellar character in the community. Nobody thought he would amount to much. And to him, this was such a big job because he felt like it was his job to guard and take care of Amanda and Oriana. And that is probably what was my undoing in this book when I realized what role Ronnie was going to play. That started me on the Downward's spiral (laughs) to just be on an emotional roller coaster oh my gosh it just
0: touched my heart so I hard there's some there's these two villains and it's like each we have two stories because Mm -hmm. we have (laughs) Amanda's story and Harry's story they each bring their own villains (laughs) right and their villains are tied to them in specific ways that they're just ridiculous characters especially in Harry's mind they just loom very yeah they just loom really large and his name is Wolf. And he is the wolf in the story. He's the wolf in the woods. He's definitely personifies that kind of a character. Mm-hmm. But he has a red car. And then there's there was a lot of little fairy tale elements running in there. There was red jackets or red coats. Mm-hmm. Lots of kind of red riding hood. The woods, the, there. the
1: characters yeah. and the roles that they played. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, the magic. A
0: lot of Stilskin kind of illusions in there. Yes. That was all very interesting. I really liked it those pieces in there like I said and it ties into everyday events or is there something bigger more coincidental more magical going on here do you think there's actual magic in the book I would say yeah I think so too I think Dean was definitely was a force creating things to happen Beth has not thought much more of as far as I didn't feel like her presence was there, but it could have been. But I definitely felt that Dean's presence was there, mainly because Ronnie and Oriana and Harry were all seeing things and tying them together.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do too. I think that there's magic there when you are looking and when you're open to it. Amanda refused to see the magic until she decided to be open to it. Mm -hmm. And then she kind of felt that magic as well. Even though it was subtle, whether he never spelled out that it was truly magic, I
0: think it was magic in the book. I guess that's what you say is magic. It's coincidence, intent, different things like that. Sometimes things just happen in certain ways that seem beyond the pale. This
1: is true. This is true. So have you ever had a special book? Do you have a special book from your childhood that you treasured? Uh, I do.
0: I have a series of books that I still have that was called My Children's Book House. And they were green leather bound books. And they had all of these fairy tales and stuff. And so have that, I guess my most treasured book is probably my Wuthering Heights book because I still read that one. I love it. Mine's The Hobbit. I love The Hobbit too, but I have not read that as much as I've read Wuthering Heights. I think I was telling my husband that the
1: first year I moved to North Carolina, the library did the summer reading program Mm -hmm. and that was the first book that I picked. Mm -hmm. And I just, has always been magical to me.
0: Definitely is a great, 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 great book.
1: Do you have a significant tree in your life? I thought that was an interesting. Question.
0: <laughs> well, I have had significant trees. I do not currently have a significant tree unless I count the cedar tree in my front yard. But I have had, as a child, I had significant trees. How about you? I did. And it's still there. there my childhood
1: go. home that mm-hmm. I now live about 20 minutes away from, mm-hmm. there is a huge magnolia tree in the front yard. And that's where I would spend my time before we moved to North Carolina. I would climb up that tree and it was mm-hmm. just right. I could sit in the branches and I took my children to see it. Last year, <laughs> did mm-hmm. you see that tree right there? I lived in that tree. I loved it. It was my hide place. It was my secret happy place. Uh, so when I saw that question, I got tickled. I was like, oh yeah, I have a magnolia tree. I said, what are the odds? What are the I best? was
0: a tree climber for sure, and so I did enjoy that as a child, most definitely. Mm-hmm. And my so, and I have a great one that my kids have climbed in and played in there. So I have not climbed it. <laughs> Everybody I should think, climb. I think a tree. That,
1: yeah, they should. You should sit in a tree and just let the tree talk to you. I love that when he reconnected with the trees and he was climbing them and he was talking to them and noticing things. And that really spoke to me too. I thought that was a great thing. So I love being out with the trees and hearing the leaves and hearing them talk. So I thought that was magical. Really, that's a connection that a lot of people don't have anymore.
0: Everybody's too busy. Absolutely. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> (laughs) That's true. Did you have a a favorite scene or favorite event in that part of the story? Anywhere there were
1: so many things, and I don't want to give one of them away. But one of them was when I realized what Ronnie's true guardian angel job was. That really stuck with me. Mm -hmm. And Olive said something in this that really resonated. She was thinking, "It's like what other function do books have? The great ones, but to change the reader. But most of all, books to disturb you forward. Right? We are readers and this is to me that's us that's what we do we read books we're sharing them out there because they mean something to us and they change us somehow and they i love that she didn't say push you but disturb you forward
0: (laughs) i do like that i did catch one thing i was thinking about the grum's ledger and the whole story behind that is oh wow that's pretty heart-wrenching too a little bit but she had put in there the whole point of the grum's ledger it was a tale of regret and everybody was trying to think of what was going on with with the Grum's ledger and it was like in real life there is no happy ending as a fairy tale. Alexander Grum died alone because he was afraid to seize love and risk and all of the unknowns that go with it. He chose certainty and it was his ruin so we all need to realize that the magic is in seizing the love, taking the risk, going for the unknown, following the signs, you know, don't be a Grum. (laughs) Yes.
1: It just had, you think about that you think about being safe and Uh that was another thing you you play it safe what are you giving up when you do that and harry really was a grum and he had the chance for that different ending and he had olive who had the background for the grum to kind of tell him Mm -hmm. being
0: safe isn't it doesn't help it doesn't do you any good i know he was planning on staying there at the poetry service until he said till I'm 65. Oh, by then they'll probably raise the retirement age. So maybe I, can stay longer. I don't know. I'll probably have to stay here till my 90s and that'll be fine. I don't have anything else to do. I'll just die in this spot. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he needed to push. His brother Wolf was not the one that should be pushing him. He was psychotic. But, I mean, the way things happened, it worked out.
0: Oh my gosh, can we we only got a few minutes left. I, and I don't want to say anything too much about the ending. I know. Can I just say how that was a, the final scene is very strange and I hope you all do read this and I hope other people can come back and talk to me about the final epilogue of the final. Yeah, we need to talk about that. We need to do yes. a film. we can't tea talk about it right one. now. But oh my gosh, it was so strange.
1: That, that was one of my questions, but I can't ask it without giving no. away the ending. But we definitely need to do spill tea on that because that was, I was not expecting that. I was waiting for something a lot different because that was not true to form. I guess I could say that. It just, but yeah, that's, we need to, we need to connoiter and talk about that.
0: So as you are listening to us, please check this book out so that you can yeah, be in on this last little bit that you're like, what? <laughs>
1: Exactly, because I wasn't expecting that. And I wasn't expecting the magic and the emotion with this book. When, when we read it and we talked about it, it was like, yeah, hey, this sounds interesting. Okay, we'll do this. And I, I just, I was not expecting to be as blown away as, as I was. It
0: reminded me of maybe like Gabrielle Zevins, maybe AJ Victory or something like that, where you're just drawn into a story that you didn't, yes you didn't know it was going to have so much in it. No. And you know, sometimes you read a book and they don't have, they're thin. This is not a thin book. And I don't mean page-wise, I mean, depth-wise. Right,
1: but it wasn't hard to go through. Well, you could read it easy, but yeah, this one's going to stay with me. I wasn't expecting that. I was interested to see what was going to happen with the trees, and I just had no idea that it was going to pull in fairy tales, that they mentioned the scarlet
0: letter yet again. I know. I that, that is that a sign? I mean, I'm telling you. And for both of the last two books that we talked about, we did not... We weren't looking for the magical parts of the books like sometimes we do, but there it was. <laughs> I know. And you were working when I was reading this, and I
1: almost texted you and said, "No, not the Scarlet Letter again." They talked about Arthur Dimmsdale, the Scarlet Letter again. <laughs> what is it with he us? Yeah, we don't. Us. You know, we, we don't. He's my hot feather. I guess. <laughs> yeah, we don't look through the books and decide based on that. But anyway, we could talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> All night, but we figure you have better stuff to do. Maybe you need to go commune with the tree. You need a tree, climb
0: a tree, a fairy to, tale. You need to maybe buy a lottery ticket. Maybe not. <laughs> maybe that's not. A, that's a very that's a precarious thing to say, Shelly. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> all things considered. Definitely don't wait here
1: and don't play it safe.
0: Don't play it safe. Get out Let's there, it. enjoy it, live Let's life.
1: Play. All right, we'll be back next week. Same tea time, same tea channel. And if you're interested you can follow us you can comment about this book on our instagram account the perfect blend underscore sc or you can find us at our usual sites
0: google spotify apple yep and or you can go to our webpage at the hyphen perfect hyphen blend. until com. next blend.com sorry until next time until next time read and and sip on, sip on.